Hey, Jenna. Yes, Steve? Why did the teacher write on the window? I don't know why. To make sure her lesson was clear? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is Stephen Dutzman, and I am your host. This is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-host come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on. This week, it's a fireside chat with me and our managing editor of board games. That's Linda Robel. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, we are down one person this week. We we're supposed to have one Amanda Farrow, the editor-in-chief of uh, SuperParent.com. She unfortunately has a migraine today. Um, so she's not able to join us, but she'll be back next week for all sorts of video game shenanigans where we're going to talk about the results of an, of a Nindy direct. And we're going to talk a whole bunch about Mortal Kombat. Um, basically we're just going to remind people that it's not appropriate for children. And in fact, it's gotten worse. Um, so if you remember it as being bad, trust me. Oh my goodness. I watched the stream. Jenna tried to watch some of it and she literally walked away. So we'll talk about it next week. Just as a casual reminder, but this week it's board game week, and that's why Linda is here. And we're going to talk. A, excuse me, we are going to talk about our most anticipated board games coming in 2019. How excited are you, Linda? I am quite excited. The there's a lot of great games that are on deck to come out this year. Yeah, you know what? While I was looking at the list, um, historically I have known more about video games and what video games are coming compared to board games. This year, very different. Um, and part of that is because a lot of video games just haven't been announced yet. Um, a lot of them just don't have solid dates. Um, where, as opposed to the um, as opposed to the board game space now, where a lot of stuff has been announced for 2019, uh, where it'll either be coming to Kickstarter very soon to get published by the end of the year, or um, assuming it's funded, obviously, or that they've already done pre-orders and are coming out. So this is going to be kind of a this is this is actually a really exciting year with a lot of really good stuff. <laughs> so Linda and I each have you know four or five, I think, things that we're really hype about, and we're going to talk about them, go back and forth a little bit. Um, but before we do that, we're going to go around the horn. Funny fact about this trip around the horn, it's really just going to stop at first base, and that's going to be me. Um, Linda has been very busy um, getting back to the new year at school. Um, so uh, I'm the, the dude with stuff to talk about right now. Um, and Linda, I took Evan to a magic tournament, um, and it went very well, I think. So that sounds like Go ahead. No, I was going to say, sounds like you guys had a good time there. We did. So um, I guess the first thing to talk about is that Magic the Gathering and Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! and like those collectible card games are actually, we're, uh, we've brought some staff on. Um, Jason, who used to write a column for our site called uh, Chillin' with Some Card Games, and the Infinite co-host and a few other folks are actually going to collaborate with me uh, to make collectible card games actually an entire vertical unto itself on EngageFamilyGaming.com. So we will essentially be covering video games and board games and collectible card games. Um, and that's going to start within the next week or so with our set review of the most recent 
Magic the Gathering expansion, which is Ravnica Allegiance. Now, those of you that don't play Magic, I basically just said a bunch of syllables. For all you know, it was a spell from Harry Potter. I promise you, it was not. Um, (laughs) And we're going to talk a lot about that. Um, This is the key to all of our card game content. Um, All of our content is going to be written assuming that this is the first time you have ever heard of Magic the Gathering. Um, Or Pokemon, or Yu-Gi-Oh!, Everything is going to be at a very base level. There's plenty of content creators. If you're looking for expert stuff, if you're a seasoned veteran and you want, you know, pro tour strats, you can go talk to people who literally play on the pro tour. They write about this stuff. We don't do that. We're going to talk about what it's like to bring our kids to tournaments and what it's like to what to do with these giant boxes of cards that we have lying around because that's what happens. Um, and don't worry, Linda is going to be reading and telling us when we step out of line. It's um, true because I really am the the acid test of yeah, <laughs> if is... I don't understand it, then it's too hard. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we so they have uh, what happens with Magic the Gathering is they have four expansions a year every three months, um, and every time they do that, two two hundred and fifty or so cards are added to the card pool, and some are taken away. Right? It's like a it's a it's like an escalator. Right? So. Um, and one of the things they do before sets come out is they hold these things called pre-release tournaments, which is basically you get to play with the early stuff. Um, and it's not quite like a beta in video games because these, this product is already sold, tested. Um, it comes in its finished product. But you get to go and really kind of play around with stuff uh, ahead of time. Um, and so I typically don't go to these tournaments because they're expensive. But Evan really wanted to go, so we went. Um, we went to uh, the friendly table, the friendly neighborhood tabletop shop in Newington, Connecticut, um, which is a huge facility. Um, and we had a blast. Um, Susie, the our, our Legend of Zelda musician, and if you don't know what that is, look up Susie, Legend of Zelda, on our Facebook page. You'll see what I mean. She did a concert for us on the, tw- on the anniversary of uh, the Ocarina of Time. And so she was there with her husband, and our Mega Man expert was there. So it was like an EFG reunion. And we played a whole bunch of magic. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, Evan struggled, uh, because one of the things that you do at pre-releases is they give you six unopened packs of cards, and you have to open them and build a deck using only what you open. And he struggled with that, um, because, you know, not only had he never done it before, but, um, it's with cards that he really had no idea what they were, or had never, and in some cases had never seen, um, with abilities and like rules that he had never played with before. So it was a very challenging experience for him. Um, And good news, they sat us at the same table to like do the work. So I was able to kind of calm him down when he had a little mini panic attack in the beginning where it was like, all right, 20 minutes to be done. Um, But it was, I mean, it was a great experience. There was a ton of people there. Um, And I was the only person between the two of us that won a match. Um, but that's okay. Um, Evans, he's getting better every time he plays. And I think that's the story, the takeaway that I want to give parents is your kids are going to play these games. They're going to lose at these tournaments. Um, and that's okay. Losing is just part of the learning process with this game, with these games. Um, eventually they're going to be better than all of us. That's just how it works. Um, so, but the, Man, the, the set was fun. I mean, I'm not going to go into super detail because Linda does not care. Um, but the, the set <laughs> is cool. Giving away all my secrets. Yeah, well, it's not a secret. Um, <laughs> That's true. 
It is, um, I mean, I particularly like the artwork in this set, and I think anybody that's interested in, like, fantasy art should definitely go and just Google up Ravnica, R-A-V-N-I-C-A. Some of the stuff they put out there is just amazing, um, and it's because they actually care about this world that they built, um, and it really shows with the quality of the artwork in all the different characters. Um, so... Keep your eye out on the Engage Family Gaming Mothership website where we will talk about where we're going to be posting very soon our set review for um, Ravnica Allegiance. Um, and then a couple times a month uh, moving forward, we're going to have new content. Some of it will be news where we talk about new products. Other times it will be um, just advice. Uh, one of the things we are working on is literally how to play Magic the Gathering. And thus, how to play Pokemon, etc., etc., so on and so forth. I'm sure you're excited to read that because eventually your kids are going to want to play Magic. And it's true. I'm trying to learn it's... with Pokemon, and I'm still struggling. Exactly. It's. It, I mean, I'm sure the answer could just be, I don't know, go see Uncle Steve. Um, but you know, you, you like. Right. I want to. I want to understand it. So we're going slow. Yeah. We have this the the starter deck. They're actually having me learn Pokemon. It's a thing. I now know many of the characters. And their types. You know, there's like seven hundred. There's like seven hundred of them. Is there will be a quiz? Understood, One, but at least have a chance of getting like ten percent right. That's pretty. That's pretty generous. Knowing seventy of them, I'm pretty. You know what? I think you could do that. You're smart. Um, They've been, did, been binge watching the TV show, so I. Oh, think I'm all right. Um, spoilers. Uh, there is a talking sandcastle that is a Pokemon. Of course, there is. So, and an ice cream cone. I, none of this surprises me at this okay, point. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I've um, also been a reader for uh, Let's Go Pikachu. So. All right. Um, one of my uh, favorites is a Pokemon called Aegislash, which is literally a sword and a shield. Oh, that's cool. Um, on on brand for me. Um, yes. That I would like the shield Pokemon. Anyway, so um, that's our trip to first base <laughs> on, around the horn. So... Um, Obviously, you know, if you're interested in card games, this is going to be a good place to go. If you have questions, suggestions, things, questions that you would like answered, etc., please go to our Facebook page at EngageFamilyGaming.com slash Facebook or Facebook.com slash EngageFamilyGaming because we're fancy. And let us know the topics about, about specifically collectible card games that you would like answered. Um, we're figuring out what our bunch of articles are going to be. And we would love to answer the questions that you want answered first before we get to the other stuff. So, yeah, that's about it. What do you think? I Ready think it to... sounds good. It's a good plan. All right. So let's get to the hype. Um, because last week we did our most anticipated video games. That was me and Amanda and Tila. Um, now it's you and me. We're talking about our most anticipated video game or board games of the year, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you go first? Okay. Do you want the one I am most excited about, or should we save that for the end? You are a, a grown-up, and you can do <laughs> whatever you would like. I get to do whatever I would like. That's a dangerous statement. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to start with the thing I'm most excited about that um, is definitely causing the most hype in this house, which is the North Star Games has a new game coming out in their Evolution series all about the oceans and the animals are all in the ocean. Okay. I like so it. So I'm very excited about that. Um, we love evolution in this house. Um, the kids like playing the beginner version. We borrowed a copy of the regular version and played that over Christmas break. 
Um, mm-hmm. Really enjoyed the different components of that. And so just, you know, seeing the next step, seeing the the gameplay move from the land to the sea mm-hmm. is is just really exciting. And the artwork they were doing, I mean, the artwork's always been gorgeous, but it's even more stunning. Yeah. The detailing they're putting into to these uh, different sea creatures. Okay. So, I like yeah. it. So, so that is Ocean, and that's an expansion? Is that coming to... From what I've been reading, it looks like it's a standalone game. So okay. it's... it's um, yeah, it's not saying expansion. They're saying the next game. They're actually right now. You can sign up to be a play tester. I haven't. I don't see a, a release date for it as of yet. Um, okay. That might be out and around, but I don't see that on their website. So, yeah, no, it's it's it looks really cool. Um, so yeah, it's it's saying that the core of Oceans um, is fully playable on its own. So. It looks like it's standalone. I don't know if it allows you to expand it and use it within the regular evolution game. That's unclear. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. So, all right. Um, I guess it's my turn. So that's evolution is a is becoming a favorite amongst our group. Um, Yes. And I can't really get mad at that. Certainly is a um, you know we all like to learn a little bit while we play, right? So. Um, let me go with mine. So last year, I went on and on and on, I mean, probably too much, about uh, Stuff Fables. Uh, we got it. Uh, we played it a few times. We're actually holding back on it uh, because the person who was most excited to play it is uh, our youngest, and it just was a little bit too crunchy for her. Um, and so even our oldest was like, hey, you know what? Let's just chill on this one um, until... Uh, Maggie's a little bit older and is ready to like really dive into it. Um, so if you hear coughing in the background, don't don't worry. It's we have a whole bunch of sick people in this house. Um, oh no! So yeah, it's bad. It's the good news is you can't catch anything through the microphone, Linda. So you're going to be. It's all right. so true. Well, I'm immune anyway. I'm, I work in a germ factory. That's true. You work in a germ factory. Um, so the. Um, so we, we really the, – the favorite part of that was the adventure book, right? You know, the idea right. of having a spiral-bound notebook. One page was the rules. One page was the kind of adventure, whatever was happening. Um, and it was amazing. Um, you know, Jerry Hawthorne really did a great job with that game. I really enjoyed what we played of it. Again, it was just a matter of we're holding off on it and because of the theme. We really wanted to experiment experience that with our youngest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we put it back on the shelf, saving it for another year or two. Um, but he's got a new one coming that's for, I think this one is targeted clearly at the uh, older set. Maybe not, you know, all teenagers, but maybe, you know, it's a little crunchy. Um, and the theme is a little darker. Um, yes. And that is Coma Knots, um, which is coming in very soon, actually. It's coming uh, in a couple of weeks. It's releasing on January 31st. Again, it's from Plaid Hat Games. Um, and this is the this is their spiel. Tell me tell me what you think about this one, Linda. Okay. So in Comanots, players enter the mind of the brilliant Dr. Martin Strobel, who has fallen into a coma. He is the inventor of the Mobius Ring, a device that would have provided humanity with unlimited energy, but instead has gone wrong and is sending out massive amounts of radiation. Dr. Strobel is the only one who can set things right, and the Comanots must carefully navigate his complicated mind. To bring him back. So basically, he is trapped 
in his own mind and players need to help him out. Um, that's I really dig really the idea. Yeah. No, the concept of it is really neat. So I, it's a really dark concept, but I really dig it. Um, I think it leads to yeah, being trapped in somebody's mind leads to a lot of really cool creative ideas, even though we're dealing with like a modern setting. Right. Um, it's clearly mm-hmm. science fiction, whereas the other one was a little bit more fantasy oriented. Um, I'm excited. Can't wait to meet the cast of characters. Um, can't wait to. I really can't wait to play it again. This is a little darker, so I don't know if this is for specifically targeted at the little kids, but I think this is probably even a better application of the adventure book concept. What do you think, Linda? I think so. This definitely sounds like middle school, high school uh, content level. Mm-hmm. You know, not not elementary. This is getting yeah. too too high level. Um, yeah. But yeah, what a great way to use the adventure book and to have the different episodes of the adventure work their way through yep. the story. No, this sounds like a perfect way to use that tool. Absolutely. Sounds like, sounds like something I want to play. Well, I mean, I think we'll have an opportunity. Um, that may happen. Yeah, I mean, once you have, like, a whole house again, um, we can have <laughs> Without game Without pipes again. freezing in the bitter cold of New exactly. England. Exactly. Oh, man. Folks listening, if you're in the Northeast, solidarity. If you're not, I hate you. Um, it's been really cold. We live in the place where the air hurts our face. Yes. Um, and it's, it's rough. So, all right. So that is Coma Knots. Linda, what, what you got next? So I have a game that is, um, the next of a series of a known favorite that actually is on Kickstarter right this moment as we record. It is Suro Phoenix Rising. Sure. We love Um, Suro. Oh, we love Suro. It's. You know, this is now the third, I believe, because we have the, reg- the play- regular original Suro, Suro of the Sea, and now we've got Phoenix mm-hmm. Rising. And um, it is gorgeous. I mean, their artwork's always been beautiful, but it is just breathtaking with the contrast they do on the Phoenix and the Lanterns. Um, this is something that is currently on Kickstarter. Um, it is a- over a 1,000% funded, um, no surprise. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's... Um, something that you know we're really looking forward to getting that coming in and you know just seeing the next level of play that it's going to bring out um, based on the descriptions that uh, Calliope put out this is by Calliope Games mm-hmm. um, it's taking the tile placement and it's adding some more features you can flip them rotate they're reversible um, unlike in regular Suro where once you're off the, the board you lose you're out of the game mm-hmm. you're eliminated it's a phoenix, so you get to come back out of the ashes. So it's just a neat, you know, ex- these extra um, abilities you'll be able to have in this new new game. So when you're trying to collect star tokens to win the game, not just be the last man standing. Yeah. So all right. Neat change. Neat changes compared to the original game. Uh, listen, I'm a fan. So, um, and it's on Kickstarter right now. You said right? Yes. Has it funded? Oh, by it, it yes, more than a thousand percent. Like okay, full, by, like yeah. literally. Well, I mean, it sounds that sounds like Calliope Games to me. Um, yes. yes, it's one thousand three hundred forty-two percent funded. Oh, okay, so they're they're good. They're good. They're good. It, um, it's going to be on Kickstarter um, and av- available to be backed until February 9th. Okay. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, get on, get in on it now if you know you're going to buy it because I'm sure there are cool stretch goals and I'm sure there's 
you know, it's discounted from the retail price, grab it now because um, it's, I mean, it's Suro. So who doesn't want more Suro in their life? There you go. Um, all right. So here's mine. Um, I want to talk about wingspan. Yes. Let's talk about birds, you know. Um, Stonemeyer Games, this game is coming out in March. Pre-orders are already live. I don't know if they sold out or not, but this game is going to be wildly available throughout the rest of the year. Um, Stonemeyer Games does a really good job. Uh, when their games are selling well, they make more. Um, mm-hmm. Who knew? They like making money. Um, so Wingspan is a game about birding. Uh, players uh, take on the role of ornithologists that control um, various, like, what do you call a place where birds go? <laughs> a sanctuary? Uh, yeah, it's like you run your own bird sanctuary, and the idea is you are using various steps and, you know, laying out different food from these various colored dice to try and attract different kinds of birds that will give you different kinds of abilities, kind of continue to go from there Uh, it's a game that can be played solo and up to four players it's a bit crunchy because it runs up to 70 minutes um but um the best part of this and this is something that's being that this is a a audio podcast really kind of betrays that is um the (laughs) this game is absolutely gorgeous um the artwork on the cards and on the various components is out of this freaking world. Now, we we would expect that from Stonemeyer Games. Um that's one mm-hmm. of the hallmarks of their products, but this is just a really great example of that. Um it's awesome looking um and it appears I have not played it yet. Um Realistically, I don't even know that it was announced before relatively recently, uh, but it's coming out. Uh pre-orders were live towards the end of last year. Um, it took board game Facebook and Twitter and Instagram by storm for like a week. Um, and now, you know, things are, people are just, if they're not complaining about it, because, you know, everybody complains about things on the internet. Um, um, so pre-orders for Wingspan went live end of December or so. Um, it took over uh, board game Facebook and board game Twitter and board game Instagram. Um for a whole week, really, it felt like it kind of dominated the conversation, and then it did what it normally does, right? Like, it faded away, and now you see two kinds of posts on the various board game Facebook groups. It's either, I don't know why anybody's excited about Wingspan, it doesn't look like that great to me, or, oh my gosh, I can't wait for Wingspan to come out in March. Um, There is no in-between. No, there really isn't. And so, I mean, I'm I'm in. Uh, Sounds great to me. Um, we will be picking it up as quick as we can. Um, I like dice games and I like birds, you know, and I like games with cool art as most people know. So that's my uh, second pick and that is, uh, wingspan. What about you, Linda? So the next thing I've got on my list is another one that's actually live on Kickstarter right now. And this one is a fun superhero theme. So the game is by shoot again games and the game is called Born to Serve. Okay. And the premise of this game is that there are a bunch of there are five two between two to five superheroes that are out of work. Okay. And the only job they can get is waiting tables at a restaurant. Okay. And so these superheroes are now competing to get the most tips by the end of the day to see who actually gets to keep the job. Okay. So that sounds really kind of dark. 
it is it seems a little like sad but the artwork on it is is cute it's like very cartoony mm-hmm. um very silly looking little you know superheroes um you know very light the car the art makes it feel very light yeah so um it's supposed to be fun it's a resource management game um so just i haven't had a chance to play this one but i've been hearing about it um a little bit around different channels and it's just it's there's, there's definitely some buzz about this. Uh, it is funded on Kickstarter. It just funded recently. It's just They're just over their goal by a little bit, um, and there's nine days left as of this recording to back it. Uh, Kickstarter runs until January 31st, so next week. So just something kind of neat, and especially for those that love superheroes. This is a different spin on it. Sure. Not the conventional Marvel and DC superheroes. Listen, because, I mean... I'm not tired of them yet, but I can understand some people might. Well, this is also another way to get more superheroes with just something different, different. Spin I agree. On it, so. I agree. A different yep. spin on the superhero genre. Sounds great to me. Um, now I'm going to talk about some dice. Um, I'm going to talk about a game called that's pretty clever. Um, I am not going to try and pronounce the German name for this. Something like Gans schon clever. Maybe. I don't know. It's, that's pretty <laughs> clever. Um, by Wolfgang Warsh. Um, it is from Stronghold Games, um, and it is a roll and write game. Um, a, if you're wondering what a roll and write is, um, and this is something we'll be talking about a lot um, over the coming year when we try and make a list of them, etc., because they're actually really popular. Um, mm-hmm. Roll and write games are literally games where you roll dice and write down your scores on various paper, uh, like on, on like actual paper. Um, a very good example of a roll and write is Yahtzee. So just take that with, take just, just, just take that. It's like a different kind of Yahtzee. Um, and the key with um, That's Pretty Clever is um, what you're doing is you're rolling six different colored dice and choosing um, which of them to write in the matching colored areas on your score sheet. Um, and by doing different combos and matching colors, etc., you unlock different powers. The key with this game is to very carefully um, you know, be efficient in the way you roll and the way you apply your different rolls to the different colored areas um, and try and achieve a high score because things just kind of get out of control. It's kind of like, there's almost like a little bit of engine building as you kind of slowly fill out your box, uh, mm-hmm. your boxes rather. Um, this is, I've seen a bunch of people play this game. Um, you know, I've seen pictures of high scores and things like that from, uh, you know, the, the guys from Yanaguana Games have played this and taken a look at it. Um, this is coming out in March. Um, I am very excited about this game. I like roll and write games. I just, there's very, it's it's just hard to really get everybody to kind of sit down for them sometimes. Um, also, if you're, if you are uh, very persnickety about like writing on your components, <laughs> the, uh, the, these games, you know, the pads eventually run out, you know what I mean? Um, but this is going to be fun. Um, and so that is, like I said, it's coming out in March and it's called That's Pretty Clever. Okay. This is from the people Sounds that like made fun. The Mind. Um, the and guy that, who made The Mind, which is a very big game. Um, it was nominated mm-hmm. for Spiel des Jahres last year. So, And it, it's like $8. <laughs> do you have a copy of The Mind yet? I do not. So I've I think one of us is going to have to get it. We're going to have to play it and write I about it so. um, at probably our first work day. Probably. Because that's one that's just, there's a lot of buzz about that. And, and it's $8. It sounds, 
It's eight dollars. There's no excuse. It's eight dollars. Yeah. So. All right. So that's that's pretty clever. What do you got? So the next one I've got is going back to my list. I have got one from Stronghold Games called Astro Drive. Stronghold's going to have a big year, huh? Stronghold has a lot on their list right now. So this one's a pretty neat one. It's also, um, I've seen two different things. I've seen March and April for release dates, depending on the source. Um, their website was listing early April. So I would assume that that's the most current one, that March was maybe a preliminary um, release date. Mm-hmm. But this one looks really cute. It's car literally like spaceship cars like driving around um very very cute looking um i'm just getting the my computer my computer's being slow and not letting me see it right now um it's just so super cute um it's one of those that like i wasn't expecting to to get excited about it but Mm -hmm. i'm looking at the art on it like in literally like little spaceships racing it kind of has a tron look to it yeah um and I can't believe I'm making that reference. That's, <laughs> only that's pretty I've, insane. I've only come into the appreciating Tron in, in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, each player is playing um, a uh, is piloting their own high speed spaceship, and they're trying to avoid obstacles. And the board is made up of cards with obstacles. There's planets to avoid, asteroids, black holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're moving forward. So it's a racing game, very cute, um, and it's only. 20 to 30 minutes to play so this is like the perfect family game nice and light and easy and just something fun and silly and yeah the, yeah even the graphics for the the title have a um have that like 80s vibe to them so that retro feel yeah so. absolutely absolutely um the when i saw astro drive it you you are 100 percent right i got the tron vibe before I even read about it, um, this mm-hmm. sounds great. Again, coming out in March. March is a very busy – either March is going to be really busy or none of these games are coming out in March and they're just saying it. Um, I'm used to placeholders in the uh, um, in the video game world, so who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these are obviously going to get pushed. Um, but they don't all necessarily fight about release dates the same way video games do. Right. So um, they could literally all come out the same day. And board game board gamers have proven they'll just buy all of them. It's true. Um, you know, video gamers, they might they might kind of fight over it. You know, like nobody wants to come out the same day as Kingdom Hearts 3. Really, no one does. No one no, wanted to really come don't. out the same day as Red Dead Redemption 2. They were just like, you know what, Rockstar, you have that day. Board gamers, they really don't do that. These games just come out when they come out. Um, yep. It's really interesting to me um, g- covering both of those two worlds. So, yeah, March is going to be nuts. Absolutely. And street dates don't seem to be quite as firm with a lot of these games. I mean, I'm sure there's exceptions, but for a lot of them, they kind of roll out. It's not like yeah. a hard street date. Well, because once the game is made, they, they want just want to get it out at some point. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. And so, all right, let's talk about Machi Koro. Have you ever played Machi Koro? I have not. I have it sitting on my shelf, still shrink-wrapped. Okay, so we'll have to fix that, because you know who really loves Machi Koro is um, Evan. He really loves him some Machi Koro. Um, Machi Koro, it's kind of like a... It's really... There's a lot. Basically, you are building a little town based on, you know, collecting cards, um, and... You know, the cards are buildings, and the buildings help you earn money. Um, There's a little bit of engine building, a little bit of kind of set collection. There's a lot going on. Um, But 
they are uh, making Machikoro Legacy. This is going to be uh, Pandasaurus Games, um, and that is coming um, spring of 2019 um, and being designed uh, by uh, one Rob Davio, uh, the father mm-hmm. of Legacy. Um, listen, I tr- would trust him to make anything a Legacy game. Um, and true. realistically, this is the this is the truth. I think Machi Coral Legacy is as close to the quote unquote Monopoly Legacy that anyone would ever really want. Like this is the Monopoly Legacy that you want. You just don't know it. You know what I mean? Because um, mm-hmm. Machi Coral kind of is Monopoly, right? Like you're you're trying to build you're trying to build your resources, trying to bankrupt your opponents. It kind of is Monopoly, only it's more fun. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're still collecting properties, etc. Um, like, so I'm super excited about this game. We love Machi Koro in this house. Um, and some of the legacy games are a little heavy, right? You know, Pandemic is kind of dark. And, you know, so, uh, you know, Betrayal Legacy, again, kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan, for some reason, decided he wanted to play Risk Legacy at some point. And I was like, I don't think you really understand what you're getting into if you want to play Risk Legacy with me. But, you know... He, he wants to get aggressive, I guess. Um, I'm just, I'm not sure I want to play with him because I'm pretty sure he's just going to nuke me at the first opportunity. But, um, well, but Machi Koro is wet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 12 year old, there's a reason we don't like the idea of 12 year olds having their fingers on the big red button. Um, so read into that what you will. Um, so the Machi Koro is just super light. I love the art. You know, it's very just cute and simple. Um, I can't wait to see what this turns into um, because I kind of think it's going to be a big deal. Um, this is the description from the publisher. Um, so Machi Koro Legacy features the same gameplay as Machi Koro. You're still rolling dice, you're still collecting income, and you're still racing to build landmarks. Um, but then you unlock the blank and you start earning a little extra income by blank. And then you start to explore the blank, and you have to make a choice between blank and blank. Even if you aren't in contention to win a given game, you still have blank to set up exciting blank for the next one. And then the paragraph deleted. Um, Machi Koro Legacy features a 10-game series that tells a complete story set in the world of Machi Koro, in which game player choices create a unique gameplay experience. Um, That sounds awesome to me, man. Like, just taking... The idea of taking the base Machi Koro gameplay and just adding extra junk to it um, to accommodate player choice sounds great to me. So that's coming out sometime, quote unquote, spring of 2019. Uh, if that mm-hmm. doesn't, if that comes out in the summer, I would not be surprised. Um, I fully intend to get this game and play through all ten games this summer. This is, I am playing this game with my son, 100. This sounds wonderful, and I believe I heard something about this game that when it's finished. It's not like some other legacy games where you finish the tenth game and you put it back in the box that goes on your shelf and you don't touch it anymore. That once you finish game ten, you now have a finished board basically to play with forever with whatever changes you've made to it. Correct. You have your own so, um, like customized Machi Koro, which I think that's cool for you know because it's not you play ten games and you can never play it again, it's done, it's finished. Mm-hmm. This allows you to still get more plays in if you want to bring somebody in and just play a single session. Correct, yeah. You know, play an old game. So I, I think that's really cool. And they're saying the sessions are only 30 to 45 minutes per mm-hmm. session. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I Time commitment-wise. I fully suspect that there might come a like a Saturday this summer where we just play through all 10 games. 
just like, you know, like you guys and us or whatever. Like, that's what I imagine, right? Like, we could do that, and because it's not super long, you can't do that with Pandemic Legacy unless no. you are, uh, Kelly, she who needs no title. Like, they played through Pandemic Legacy in a day. But that's oh because goodness. they're nuts. That's intense. Um, but Machikor is also lighter. Yes. Um, but then again, you never know. I mean, there could be alien attacks in Machikora Legacy. We have no idea. Um, true. So that's Machikora Legacy. Linda, what else you got? So I have another roll-in right to talk about. Yep. Um, so it's a version of Patchwork that they have now that is coming out that is a roll-in-write version. So each player gets a 9 by 9 grid, but over the course of the game, based on what they draw, what they... It says roll-in-write, so I, I'm saying that there's... Uh, cards that they're starting from there there's a deck as well so depending on what they pull and the roll of the die it affects what they can put on their board so you are drawing instead of just placing the tiles down so okay that seems really neat um there's four actions available to use during the game um you're drawing cards you've got the polyomino did i say that right polyomino. yeah yeah polyomino pieces to add in um to fill in the grid and you're scoring points and then when as you lay down the cards for each round. So this just sounds really neat, like a nice, you know, using those elements of patchwork that are just really calm and really fun and that artistic piece of it and just taking it up to another level with these different shapes you're trying to put in and draw on your board. Yeah. So that sounds pretty awesome really to me. Neat. So um, I don't see I'm looking for a release date on that. Uh, it just says sometime in 2019. It just says 2019, yeah. Okay, there's yeah, nothing so specific really yet. So something – yeah, and I don't know if they're going to try to just push it out um, through the publisher or if they're going to try to do a Kickstarter. There's not a lot of information on this yet, but just with how popular uh, Patchwork was and how that had a ton of buzz around it, I'd be curious to see what happens with this one. Sure. So. Sounds great to me. Yeah. No, it sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, we're, we're fans of Patchwork in this house, so – Mm -hmm. Um, that's, uh, a, yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be a bit of fun, uh, playing it with, um, you know, the playing with, a, playing the same game with a different mechanic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm down. Right. Um, so my next one, and this is kind of my last one. Um, this is coming later on this year, probably towards the end of the year, if I know anything. And that's from, uh, Simon, uh, cool mini mm -hmm. or not. Um, and that is wacky races. Okay. If, if you're old like me then you'll re hey, I'm older than you are it's true so that means true. you are more likely to remember this you will remember um that these are the wacky races was a Hanna-Barbera right yes so yeah, this is wacky owned races. by Warner Brothers now but yeah okay so oh it's Warner Brothers they were Warner Brothers so yeah I think cool. Warner Brothers might have bought Hanna-Barbera okay because it is a Warner Brothers product at this point okay so if you um recall the wacky races cartoon um that's a license that has been dormant for a very long time um and i never imagined in my life that i was gonna see it again um but here we are um, and not only see it but with mini we're gonna see it with freaking miniatures oh my goodness simon <laughs> is really good with making mini minis so um so basically um, you know, players take control of different races from the show, characters like the Slag Brothers or Penelope Pitstop, and on your turn you play a card um, indicating the terrain type you want to move to, but you have to navigate traps 
um, and you have to keep the lead, but deal with kind of the, the more or less the game trying to slow you down. Um, races are only 10 to 15 minutes, um, so it's super quick. Um, I love that idea. Sometimes the thing with minis, right? Like I love playing with miniatures, but a lot of miniature games are super intimidating because they're going to take forever. Like we own Myth, right? Like I backed that on Kickstarter for several hundred dollars many years ago. And it is still in the box. And the reason for that is because I'm just intimidated by it. Uh, there's just a lot to do, and we just don't have that much time. But the idea of being able to play with cool miniatures in 15 minutes, now that sounds great. Um, it does have a championship mode, and I'm sure we'll you know play that. But being able to play a quick, stupid game where I'm like a stupid caveman trying to you know race against you know whatever else, that sounds awesome to me. What do you think? It does sound like a lot of fun another racing game that's just as nice and light and just silly with a fun premise yeah uh, and wacky minis, even. it's very wacky and the minis are super cute very authentic to the original shows and they're going to come out in two versions um so they're going to have just a single color or you can have the deluxe version where they're all painted out and oh the pictures boy. of the painted out ones they look very cool yeah all right that man that sounds awesome it does sound um, really awesome i'm excited um, I'm nervous about the cost on the, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's always the, uh, sticking point. Yeah. So the, but Hey, what are you going to do? Um, we're definitely going to play this game. Um, so do you have any others, Linda? I Cause have I'm done. Sort of a, I have a sort of an honorable mention. I just want to put out there before we close up. Okay. And that's a game that we have seen at some of the, uh, at kinetic we saw at uh, CT fig and yep. at B fig. Um, and that's the game that's wizard great when we spoke with them in at, at bfig this fall um they were anticipating coming to kickstart at the beginning of the year so i have not heard any updates i was just checking their social media there are no updates yet but i know they were close and just trying to button things up before launching their kickstarter sure so that's one that i'm definitely keeping on my radar um, because it's a genre that I never expected to really enjoy and be excited for being a card battling game. So, right. I mean, absolutely. I listen, if someone had told me, um, <laughs> if someone had told me that, that you were going to be excited about a card battling game, I would have called them liars. It's true. Now, if they told genre. me that you were going to play a card battling game because I asked you to, or <laughs> because you wanted to be an active part of your children's gaming lives, you know, engaging with your children, I believe that in a minute. I know you right. would do just about anything for that, Which for, is why for I'm those purposes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but to, to for you to be like actually hype about a. Um, card battling game it's it brings tears to my eyes um, you know you've come a long way come a long way we're infecting you um, but at least it's not a deck builder oh you don't like those that's right um, well no it's just I don't want to spend all my money oh no 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 those just aren't deck builders it. those are it's not a collectible game a collectible excuse deck me deck builder games like Dominion actually it I is mean, a deck that one I think is actually a deck considered a deck builder which one that's, so that's wizard? wizard because you're building your deck and then battling. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it is a deck builder, but it's not a collectible card game. Yeah, that's collectible card games get a little intense. Um, but really, you're not kickstarting a collectible card game. You're finding Hasbro or some other company to help you put it out because 
those are expensive. Um, yep. So those are our games. I am sure that there is a game coming out in 2019 that people are hype about that we have not mentioned. Um, and I'd love for you to join the conversation. Um, head on over to uh, engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Join our Facebook group. Um, and we'll be posting this podcast there. And I'd love to hear your thoughts, questions, um, and I, I want to know what you're hype about. So what is your most anticipated game? Um, is it something we brought up? Do you have a point that you'd like to bring up? Or maybe it's another game that entirely that we're not sure about. Um, please head there and share that information. With that said, Linda, that has been episode 161 of Engage, Yay. a family gaming podcast. Um, I hope you folks enjoyed listening to it as much as Linda and I enjoyed recording it. Um, we'll be back next week for video games. Like I said, we're going to be talking about a Nindy's showcase that's coming up tomorrow in real time. And we'll be talking more about Anthem and Mortal Kombat. The Mortal Kombat discussion will be very short. Um, <laughs> and... Um, the uh, and yeah, and then after that, who knows what we're doing for board games? Uh, we're getting close to New York Toy Fair. It's true, very oh, exciting. Boy. So, until next time, folks, I do appreciate you listening. Um, but I do have two favors that I'd like you to that, that I would like you to do for me. One, everyone who listens to this podcast knows someone that needs to hear this show. Um, they may not know that they need to hear it, but they absolutely need to. What I'd love for you to do is get our link in front of more people. Share it with them on Facebook. Put it out on your Twitter. Put it out on your Instagram. I'm not sure how you want to do it. Smoke signals with your neighbors. I don't know. Um, share the word because the re once as our download numbers grow, we get more access to things like sponsors or more access to more shows. Um, and we'll get asked to present at more places. So that gives us more access to give you a better product. So please do that. Another way you can help us, if you really don't know anybody else, uh, is you can head on over to whatever service you listen to this podcast on and give us a review. Um, I know a lot of folks think that that is a simple step and that there's really no way it can help. I promise you it makes a huge difference. The more reviews we get, that's how Apple and Google and Stitcher, etc., tell that's how they know that we're producing good content and that's how they feel more comfortable with their algorithms sharing them with other people so please uh, if you have a spare moment um go ahead and do that as well um and if nothing else make sure you come back next week because we would love to have you um so th this is steven and linda we're signing off you have yourself a great day and don't forget to get your family game on we'll see you next week folks bye bye Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.